Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, December 19th. Our top story today, the redevelopment of Hythe Golf Club that's been dubbed Mini Centre Parks could include as many as 220 holiday homes. Planning papers have been revealed that show the scale of the highly divisive seafront project. Alex has the latest. A full master plan of the proposal to transform the Hythe Golf Club into a lakeside holiday destination is due next year. But what do we know so far is that it could include a mixture of two- and three-storey chalets, a children's play park and boating lakes. The proposals also say the site of Prince's Parade could include three central water features and the holiday homes will be integrated around the lakes if plans are approved. But the plans have been controversial. Well, yes, that's right. Many Hythe residents express their fears over the potential development, with one comparing it to a mini centre parks. They're concerned the added traffic will spoil the tranquility of the area and that the new buildings will spoil the seafront views. There's also been backlash from people using the golfing facilities who say they've been pushed out. Thanks, Alex. It's not all bad news for the developers, though, with many Hythe residents welcoming the idea of bringing more tourists to the area. Kent Online News. A mum and her ex-boyfriend from Faversham, who have been found guilty of killing her toddler son, will have to wait until the new year to be sentenced. 27-year-old Sean Hedges from Yelverton in Devon and 35-year-old Jack Benham from High Street Road in Hearn Hill are facing life behind bars over the death of Alfie Phillips in 2020. They were due to find out their fate today, but it's been pushed back to the new year because the judge is ill. A lorry driver has been jailed after causing the death of a man on the Thanet Way in 2021. 49-year-old Bradley Simmons from West Kingsdown near Sevenoaks took cocaine at some point before the waste removal lorry he was driving hit a car near St Nicholas at Wade. He's been locked up for four and a half years. A woman's appeared in court and denied causing death by careless driving after a reverend was hit by a van in Canterbury. 79-year-old Ian Taylor was on his way to catch a train when he was knocked down and killed outside a railway station in 2021. Kira Kaur, who's 46 and from Hayes in Middlesex, was working as a delivery driver at the time after being employed to collect blood samples during the pandemic. She'll be back in court in March. A pensioner has been reunited with their mobility scooter after it was stolen in Tunbridge. It was taken from outside a home near Lee Road earlier this month. A man's been arrested and released on bail. A carer who stole and sold jewellery from elderly dementia sufferers in Canterbury has been sent to prison. Sita Tamang was working nights at Highland House Care Home when she targeted three vulnerable victims in March last year. The 33-year-old who lives on Buffs Road was jailed for two years. Thieves have stolen £14,000 worth of silver bullion from a house in Chatham. The gated house in Chartwell Court is home to business Kent Bullion and was targeted last Friday while the owners were at home. A reward is on offer to anyone who can provide information that leads to an arrest and return of the goods. Andreas Silberman spoke to Kent Online about what happened last Friday evening. Just after seven o'clock my partner and I were was sat here in our in our front room in our lounge watching TV. She heard a noise. We assumed it was the cat. I walked downstairs slowly, um, opened the door, and immediately saw uh, the the damage that had been done. Because obviously the the missing chests and and and, 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 and tubes of of bullion is something you you notice. Mm. I don't know whether I should be 
but I should be grateful that things panned out as they did. That I didn't, if if I'd gotten any, if I if I hadn't heard anything at all, mm. then maybe everything would be gone. If I'd been quicker, I would have confronted them. Is that a good thing, a bad thing? I don't know. Nobody knows. Mm. What 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 is the potential outcome of of an altercation of of that nature? It's it's probably not something you wish to contemplate. It may sound odd considering the, the financial loss, which for someone of, of, of my size is, is immense. It, it, you know, it hurts me, it hurts my family, it hurts this business. But, but I think the, 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 the worst thing of all is that I suspect that the perpetrator was someone who's been here before and you know, dealt with me in, 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 in good faith and has has responded by doing this. That that is that is the hardest thing of all to take. Did the police seem optimistic? Did they seem confident in I get the impression that they're taking it seriously and I, I was impressed with, with with response. So so they had a dog handler out, um, they they had a drone out, um, the forensic lady seemed very thorough. Um, I, I was treated respectfully on, on, on Friday. Um, they're communicating with me now. Mm. So, so whether, whether they'll, they'll get a result or not, I, I, I have no idea. Um, but, but, but I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with the effort that seems to be going, going in there. They're, they're, they're taking it seriously. I suppose that's, that's all I, I can expect as... Mm. You know, as a as a citizen. And in terms of sort of your business now, what 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 do you what are you planning to do? Can how do you recover from this sort of? I, I I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue as before. It's it, it, it it's my business. It's my life. I I I, I enjoy what I do. It, it's not just a living for me. It means something to me. I think I do a good job. I I think I have I have a place in in the community where I'm respected. Where I'm by you know, by people who use my services. So I, I, I'm not going to quit. Mm. I'm not going to quit because of this. Kent Online News. A former care home in Dartford is set to house children who come to the UK as asylum seekers. Residents around the Limes in Brent Lane have criticised the decision, saying they weren't told about the plans. Dartford MP Gareth Johnson says the area is totally unsuitable because of its location. He's urging KCC to reconsider. A Lib Dem group leader at KCC says police should be resourced to fight a synthetic drug feared 50 times stronger than heroin. Councillor Anthony Hook says it's already killing users in Kent as grim new statistics emerge around deaths from nitazine. The opioid is even stronger than fentanyl and is thought to be manufactured in China. A former nightclub in Chatham could be turned into apartments after developers resubmitted plans for a new housing project. The proposal comes nine months after 50 homes on the same site on New Road were given the green light by Medway Council. The plot has been derelict since the pandemic. A decision on the application is due in February. Defences are set to be put out as villages near Canterbury brace for water levels 
rising from a normally dormant river. Council bosses say the flow of the Nailbourne, which typically runs dry unless heavy winter rain batters the land, was not being treated as a flood. The authority has now confirmed barriers will be deployed this morning. Camp police are continuing their campaign to crack down on drink and drug drivers in the run-up to Christmas. Officers have been carrying out roadside breath tests and using drug wipes to catch those doing it. Around 200 people have been arrested so far this month. KMTV reporter Sophia Aiken joined David Crompton from the Roads Policing Unit as they went out on patrol. It's something we target all year round. It's one of the fatal four offences that we do target. However, um, due to it being a festive period and people going out socialising more, it's something that we target uh, a lot more and it's something that nationally is identified as being a peak time for drink and drug driving on the build-up to the festive period. And even in the first week of the campaign, you saw more than 100 arrests, didn't you? So was that surprising to see that many arrests? It shows that people are still drink driving and the message isn't getting across. Um, and that's what we are enforcing is um, to reinforce that message, don't drink drive at any point, but certainly on the build-up to Christmas. Um, it just indicates that people are still doing that and think they can get away with it or think they will come away unharmed. And I guess what would you say to people who perhaps aren't sticking to the rules of the road and are taking that risk of drinking or taking drugs and then going out on the roads? Uh, the message is that one drink is too many, any amount of drugs before you get behind the wheel is too many to not risk it. My message is to take a taxi, take public transport or get a lift, um, but do not run the risk of drink driving. The dangers are, um, the result can be um, fatal consequences in, in a collision, but it can also mean that you can get arrested and lose your licence, lose your job and you, you run the risk of all those things. Do you find that it's worse at a particular time of the week, say weekends or something like that? Um, weekends can be busier, yeah, because it's, it's the normal um, going out days of the week. Um, so again, we allocate our patrols to target those days. Um, we have got patrols uh, all days of the week, but we have focused dedicated patrols for the Friday, Saturday and Sunday um, evenings. And how would you like to see these numbers going down in years to come, see fewer offences of this happening? Yeah, my ambition is that we we do stop people still, we do breathalyse people, but we don't catch people drink driving anymore, that the message gets across that people aren't doing it, but we will be out there enforcing it, we will we'll be out there testing people at the roadside, but my hope is that people pay attention to the dangers of it and stop doing it altogether. Kent Online News. Consultation over controversial plans to introduce London-style red routes on some of Medway's roads closes this Friday. The consultation would introduce double red lines in areas of Chatham, Rochester and Raynham. It means drivers would not be able to stop, load or park along red-lined roads at any time. The founder of the Oasis Academy on Sheppey says extended exclusions for bad behaviour wouldn't have made a difference to students as many have nowhere else to go. Staff at sites in Sheerness and Minster took days of strike action after threats of violence, sexual assault and death from pupils. An agreement was reached with the NEU for five-day exclusions and an extra £500,000 for behaviour specialists. Our reporter Joe Crossley has been chatting to Oasis founder Steve Chalk. You can't send every child whose behaviour is um, antisocial or even aggressive to a teacher. You can't send them home when they've got nowhere to go and no one to be there for them. And when the very behaviour they exhibit in the first place isn't really anger directed at us, it's anger because they're angry. It's anger because 
they're exploding inside and no, have nowhere to uh, exhibit that. Um, and so what we've been able to agree is that, of course, some children who whose behaviour is outrageous do need to be suspended. But some children whose behaviour is outrageous um, need to be uh, cared for. And all of this would be fine if there was an alternative provision, educational provision on the island, because that would give them the bespoke wraparound approach to education that they need. But it doesn't exist, though promised it's not there. Someone needs to step in and create this provision. And 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 Kent County Council and central government haven't done yet on the Isla Sheppey, um, for all their reasons that they haven't got the cash, I'm sure. I want to go kind of through these the points that the NEU have kind of put out to us and said of kind of what are coming in. The main yeah. ones we want to talk about is the the five day exclusion. What you've said in the past is that these kids haven't got anywhere to go. So so what are the difficulties that come with these five day exclusions if they're br- when they're brought in? So the the fact was that a much longer exclusion was being asked for, uh, which would have, um, in my understanding, would have breached our ability to do that and safeguard a young person, which is what we've got to do. But a shorter exclusion, which is backed up by our youth staff, or not our teaching staff, or if you remember, Oasis has put extra provision into the school. Um, so there are staff working there who've got nothing to do with the education system, you know, legally or formally. Uh, um, they are to do with our youth teams and they work with young people on campus and off campus. So with this shorter time, because we agree, you know, I've always agreed. It, what do you do with this young person that's kicking off and is aggressive? They they need to they need to learn uh, through all of this. That's that's an important thing to do. But at the same time, you've got to stick with them so they learn. You know, if we just um, throw them out, what have they learned? They've learned I don't fit in. I'm the kid who's always in trouble, and they begin to become a self fulfilling prophecy if you like so the labeled kid becomes what the label is and so what we can do over these uh, shorter number of days um is ensure that the safeguarding is there and ensure a level of care uh, for these children so it's all driven by the children the children's need More than 40,000 people have now backed a petition calling for Eurostar services to return to Kent. No international services have pulled into Ashford or Ebbs Fleet stations since the first lockdown in March of 2020. Local councillors say they're backing the petition as well. The owner of a dog park in Broadstairs says she's devastated after being given just two weeks to leave the site. Maxine Hughes set up an area at Westwood Cross in April and has started a petition to keep it open. It's understood the licence had been issued by the shopping centre on behalf of the land. Donors. Now, as more people head out for festive celebrations across Kent, a new project has been launched. Kent Police have been out on the streets of Canterbury. That's part of a new initiative to make nightlife safer. As part of Operation Vigilant, officers will be patrolling the busiest areas, identifying those who display predatory behaviour. They'll be looking for those who are pestering, loitering or inappropriately touching others. Here's Superintendent Nick Sparks. The officers will be deployed out in small groups. They'll be looking for individuals who are displaying the behavioural traits 
associated with um, sexual predatory offending, which might include uh, pestering of groups, uh, loitering on street corners, and uh, inappropriate touching, for example. And then once they've identified those individuals, they'll direct their uniformed colleagues to come over and intervene and speak to the individuals that we've identified. And what about the scale of this operation right now and over the next couple of months? So we've trained over 40 officers. Uh, they'll be deploying into our key nighttime economies and then over the next couple of months we'll be looking to roll out the training to every district within Kent Police. Officers who are deployed into the nighttime economy will be making interactions with our community, meet and greet, warm, uh, educate, inform, reassure that we're out and about to keep them safe. The officers who are intervening with people who we have concerns about their behaviour will probably make in the region of 30 interventions in an evening. Some of those may result in words of advice, others may result in stop and search or arrest. Uh, during the course of the deployment, um, we anticipate the officers will be deployed on the ground throughout the evening and into the early hours. PCs Reed and Ratton have also been out in uniform. It just makes people feel a little bit safer. Um, we've spoken to numerous females, um, males, um, about what's been happening today um, and often people have said they felt a bit scared in town um, especially as you as you've been aware there's large groups going around quite boisterous after a few beers um, and it can be intimidating. We had an issue um, where there was a group of Afghan males, Afghanistan males um, and normally they were just wolf whistling at a female. Um, we called it intervention, so we stopped them as a group of four uh, police officers and had a conversation with them. We said, look, that's not appropriate. Took their details, so if there's any further offences committed by those males, then that's something that we could target. What's been really interesting is during Op Vigilant while we were training, we actually had maps of the city out yeah. and we were going over those maps to see what areas would be vulnerable. So actually we were given the not the opportunity, but if we were a predatory male, what areas would we look at? Where would we take a female that was vulnerable? Um, actually, we mark down those areas, and often it's dark uh, streets out of the way um, and not your normal locations, what people think. So often Dame John obviously gets a bad name for itself, yeah. but actually it's not areas like that. It's uh, the the streets that no one goes into, um, so further south down Canterbury um, near Toddler's Cove, places like that. As well as uniformed officers, undercover officers are also among the crowds. This policeman, who we can't identify, has already been on patrol. So being a plainclothes officer, we're out there looking for um, people acting suspiciously and inappropriately um, that are loitering outside pubs, clubs um, and nightclubs. Um, being plain clothes is quite beneficial to that because we can stand back and observe people's behaviours and how they're moving compared to other people um, and having that step back from being in uniform we can then relay the information that we've seen to the police officers in uniform who could then go and engage with these people. What are some of the telltale signs of someone that's like a potential perpetrator? What do they sort of do? That makes sense. So a, a lot of times people will hang outside clubs and pubs by themselves um, on their phone, sort of out of place, not there for the, the night out as such, just loitering around um, and approaching women or vulnerable people. Um, and we're going to be looking out for people that are going up to people that might be drunk or vulnerable to them. And we then engage with them. Mm -hmm. We don't just plain clothes, but we inform the officers and they'll go and engage with them. Um, as an undercover officer, what does that give you that perhaps the uniformed officers, uh, what advantage does that give you? So I think um, for me, we can stand back from a distance and merge into the crowds and sort of observe people and their movements because 
when you're in uniform, a lot of people will look at you and change their behaviours, whereas they might not look at me in normal clothes and might not change their pattern of behaviour, and that's something that I can pick up on and forward that on. But as always, we're being advised to stay safe this holiday season and look out for our friends. Kent Online Sports. Some football news now. Gillingham manager Stephen Clements insists captain Sean Williams is still part of their future plans. The skipper hasn't been named in the squad for the last two league games and has only featured as a substitute in two FA Cup fixtures since the new boss took over. Clements says he's sure the 37-year-old will get back in the team. And Gillingham's under-18s are in action in the FA Youth Cup later. They're taking on Oxford in the third round at Priestfield after beating Eastleigh last time out. Whoever wins tonight's match will face Sunderland in the next round. Kickoff is at seven. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.